N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain or shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas this is episode 354 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY Underground. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And it's SGR. What up? Are you doing like a Brady Bunch thing there? Yeah, I'm kind of looking up. Oh, I like that. And, and added a little judge touch to it. Point up did... is, your, well, is your Wi-Fi going out or is it me? just me? I don't know. We got to ask Is the chat. Is he choppy there. for you, Chris? Chopping. When he first opened his mouth, he did, but then now he's fine. You're good now. Okay. It's Thursday uh, night. Uh, We're uh, recording during uh, game five of the NLD, uh, game four of the NLDS. All the other division series have, have uh, ended. It's uh, the Braves and Phillies right now. I believe the game's scoreless at the moment. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into something regarding the series in just a moment, but before we do that, please, uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a five star rating and review. And if you're in the underground, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Okay. Okay. I'm in good mood for some reason. And I don't know why. Well, let's let's, do- let's let's end that. Let's work really hard to to end that. Yeah, your face will end that. That's why oh, I, I, don't, I don't look at the camera there. Oh, hey. Dude, you got to do some shoulder presses, man. You're, you're fucking sunken in over there. Yeah, dude. What's up with that, Chris? You gotta, your shoulders I'm are... Sick. You got to work sick, shoulders, dude. dude. Come on, I'm bro. leaning, you bro. You can't just fucking lose 80 pounds and not do, fucking tone your muscles, bro. It's, okay, bro, bro, it's on, all man. phases, okay? Oh, it's, yeah, it's all phases. I'm huh? almost in phase three. Okay, phase three? Okay. Yeah. My... Okay. My speaking of Avenger? three, okay. my three-year-old, my third, I have and one my of last, and my last. For sure, no, no, no. The next one will be left at the fire department because uh, okay, Walter White. Okay, she's in a she's in a doesn't want to fall asleep phase. All right, those are always good. It's just but I'm a dean. Brutal. brutal. Okay, okay, okay. What really is brutal? Being a Yankee fan and watching Bryce Harper. Uh, last night, Bryce Harper uh, decided he was just going to go bonkers and hit a couple of fucking tape measure home runs in the NLDS last night to help the Phillies uh, beat the Braves in game three. And that was after his base. Let's call it what it is. We're going to praise the guy. You got to knock him a little bit. It was a base running blunder to, to end game two. He, he, you know, you can't stray that far away from, from the bag there. You got to make sure that ball's not caught in that situation. Gets caught up a double play ends the game. But then last night atones just sitting. I mean, this guy is unfucking believable, bro. And, and I, I got a tweet that's kind of taken a, on a life it's, of its own here in the last uh, couple of days here. And I basically said that we as Yankee fans should never get over the fact that a 26-year-old superstar desperately wanted to play for this team and they didn't even talk to him. You're Not absolutely con- correct. Not even a phone conversation. Mm-mm. And Yeah, he was surprised by it. Yeah, and I've the video circulating again, just like mm-hmm. the just like Brian Hoke's tweet of uh, Brian Cashman saying that we have six outfielders. Uh, first of all, uh, 
Shane Robinson is on that list. Jacoby Ellsbury, who uh, though he didn't show up on the 2018 roster, I believe the Yankees were still paying him in 2018. Um, they, they they traded for Andrew McCutcheon for a friggin' month because they were having uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, outfield problems. I know uh, Harper didn't get to the Nats until 20 uh, to the Phillies until 2019, but this is what you were looking at going into the offseason and. You know, and, and in 2019, let me look up that. Why don't you guys just chat for a second here? I want to look up the names that I actually I actually wrote these names down. I want to find them again. Uh, okay. okay. Well, I texted you guys today, huh? and it just every time the guy opens his mouth or I watch, I watch him perform under the under the bright lights. It makes me resent Cashman more and more. Uh, it's like, you know, I said this uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was talking about Bryce Harper to someone. I said, first of all, he's matured into a player that you didn't think he was going to mature into. I used to, I couldn't stand Bryce Harper back in the day. But not only that, there's something about watching a guy like Bryce Harper go from a team that, that he came up with to then another team like the Phillies and truly embracing the city, the fans, everything about it. He genuinely loves being in philadelphia and they fucking love having him here and it's just a great fit man how can you not when you're playing ballpark dude that they're, they're honestly putting 29 fan base to shame right now how loud they get at that stage dude that that is totally an advantage when yeah and at home strider little trouble right first and second one out still no score strider his right, comments so, kind of but <clears throat> with that i have a i have a uh on-card auto up on ebay for him by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So listen to this, right? So Bryce Harper was a free agent after the 2018 season. And then, so it's important to look at the outfielders the Yankees had on the roster in 2018 and then look at what they ended up playing with in 2019 uh, after they decided to pass on on, on Bryce Harper. Because uh, And here's here's uh, Hoke's original tweet from December 10th of 2018. Brian, Brian Cashman indicated that Bryce Harper isn't a fit for the Yankees Said the team has six outfielders already and that playing first base isn't realistic. Where did Bryce Harper play last night? Was it first, first? base? He excluding did make Aaron. an error. Make an error, but I think he made an error. Okay, so excluding oh, Aaron They might Judge. not have called it an error, though, on him. It was probably on – or they might have even ruled it a base hit, but he should have made the play. I take Aaron Judge out of the equation, right, because obviously okay. he's all-world, top of the, top of the sport, right? These are the guys that played outfield for the Yankees in 2018 and 2019. And now compared to what they are today, because Bryce Harper would be here today, right? If if the if if these guys didn't stop Brian Cashman from at least picking up the phone, right? Correct. All right. Brett Gardner. Okay. And Hicks. Okay. John Carl Stanton. Okay. Andrew McCutcheon. Okay. Shane Robinson. Clint Frazier, Ace Peterson, Mike Talkman, and Cameron Mabin. Those are the guys that played outfield for the Yankees in 2018 and 2019 that caused Brian Cashman to say, we have too many outfielders. We're not going to even talk to Bryce Harper. Bro, that alone, that sentence alone, if you clipped it and sent it directly to Hal, 
should should end Brian Cashman's job. Nothing else. That's crazy. Well, in my go ahead, Brian. It just it seems like that's playing into their delusion that they've had over the last couple of years of what they thought they had and what they really did have because they were. It's not, like those were a few names on there. I guess really Hicks, Stanton, and Peter were three guys that they saw with a potential future of success for this team. Seems like that might have been part. So I'm just going to counter a lot of arguments to to replies and in, into that tweet because I think it, it's an easier way to dissect this. And people were saying, "Well, what about John Carl Stanton's contract? What what about it?" I mean, the guy was primarily a DH, was he not? I mean, he played at he didn't really start playing outfield regularly as a Yankee until uh, Aaron Judge broke his wrist, right? So that that conversation, I mean, that argument goes right out the window. And then they're like, "Well, what about Stan's contract? Well, what about Stan's contract? Are, are we the Yankees or are we not the Yankees?" And if you're concerned about handing out more long-term contracts like that what long-term contracts were actually on the books in in that time period aaron judge wasn't paid yet Gar garrett cole wasn't here yet neither was dj lemay you think uh, uh yeah g yeah john carl stan that was pretty much it what big time contracts did the yankees have on the books at that point where they didn't take where they couldn't afford to take on bryce harper they were still four years away from paying aaron judge bro this was the start of we we can't just think about right now. We need to think about when we pay the baby bombers who, uh, spoiler alert, only one of them is still here. So you remember that time? What, what happens when we got to pay Sebi? What happens when we got to pay Sanchez? What happens when we got to pay Greg Bird? It's like, oh, it was just why it's just wild. It's wild. And if and if you and here's the worst part, if you explicitly ask Brian Cashman about it, he'd still defend it. They'd all defend it. So if the Yankees at that point in time were concerned about resetting the luxury tax, blah blah blah, so they could make their big push for Garrett Cole or whatever the hell they were doing, that that clearly didn't friggin' work because you know we're we're here in 2023 and the team hasn't played baseball in two and a half weeks. Okay, in October today's October. 13, 12th, 13th, whatever it is, they haven't played baseball in two weeks. Okay. So whatever their plan was clearly didn't work for them. Okay. So if you didn't want to go, what did Harper get 13 years or some, he got some uh, abnormal, uh, yeah. like a monstrous contract with, in terms of years in the money. Right. And if you look at the AAV, is it even 30 million a year? I don't think it is. Uh, well, the contract is 1330 million dollars. So that's an average of like 24, six right around there about and then with Harper's the bonuses, getting, like, this know. guy so think about this Bryce Harper you just told me Bryce Harper's getting paid 26 million dollars a year right yeah how much money did we just waste on Wash Donaldson <laughs> 25 a year 26 yeah, a year 50 all together right it's unreal you dude. have to be kidding me right now yeah and you want to tell me the long-term contract blah 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 all right Brian put your thing something out Bryce Harper was 26 years old at the time that he hit free agency. Bryce, uh, two for 45, and you get a chance to hit free agency when you're 28 again? He's going to say no to that, most likely. But pick up the phone! You didn't even pick up the phone and see if he was even open to that. 
This is a guy 16 years old in Sports Illustrated said one of his goals or one of his dreams was to put pinstripes on. He's not talking about Philly pinstripes, which is something that people were replying, well, Philly's up. Come on, be real. Be real for a second. He meant the Yankees. You saw the interview that the guy gave that, uh, you know, whenever that, that video is from. He was stunned that the Yankees didn't even pick up the phone. He said, I didn't yeah. think. I didn't even think that it was realistic because of Stanton, blah, 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 but they didn't even call me. Like, I was surprised. And he, you can even tell in his voice, like, it's the, he said something like, it's the Yankees. So, yeah, he would have taken a fucking phone call. You know, even if you didn't, even if you didn't think that he would have taken such a wild deal, like, say, two for 45 or something like that, why don't you pick up the phone? Pick up the phone, dude. That is the thing that kills me the the most. And and no, I'm not gonna get over it. I'm tired of people saying that. Like Bryce Harper is not a Yankee. It's been five years. Get over it. No, no, I'm not gonna get over it because you know what this team has done since Bryce Harper's been in Philadelphia. Can somebody answer me what the Yankees have done since Bryce Harper's been in Philadelphia? Uh, nothing. They've done absolutely nothing. They've done jack shit, and we've been searching for fucking left-handed power for years. Years we've been searching for a left-handed compliment to be the to be the 1A, to be that co-superstar with Aaron Judge. And this guy is begging to be a Yankee and you didn't even pick up the phone. Can I just, can I give a little pushback? On what? Not against you. Just a little something I thought about because you had texted, you know, we it would have been a great compliment to Judge, like having another having another superstar in the lineup. Here's my only argument to it. Here's my only silver lining to Bryce Harper not being here. I'm not fully confident that we get Aaron Judge in the capacity that we have him now if Bryce Harper comes here and does what he has done for the Phillies, for the Yankees. I don't know. You don't I think don't, Aaron Judge is an MVP last year? If it's, Bryce Harper's here? It's not so much that as it is. It's it's very rare you would find. There's there's a, only a handful of guys that are on that next level of superstardom in MLB, whether it's talent or just being a face of the game, right? The, I can name three real quick just as examples. Bryce Harper, Aaron Judge. As much as we hate him, Shohei Otani right now. It's very rare to find two of them at that caliber, at the at the one percent, on the same team, having the same effect on the team and being able to share that type of that type of connection with the fans. The you know at the same time. Okay, the only thing that I'm you that, that doesn't fit my counterpoint is the connection with the fans but the Yankees did this the last time they won a World Series with Derek Jeter and A-Rod being on the same team hold on little different though how's it different it's different because Derek Jeter was a one percenter to us right guys in the Hall of Fame bro no 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 no. I'm not no 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 no. I'm not downplaying it but at any point in time Overall, you you'd consider Derek Jeter one of the best players to ever step on the. You field. also said superstar face of the game. Was that not Derek Jeter? Derek Jeter at no the, point in time would you say Derek Jeter was the in the top one or two of the best players in the game. 
No, maybe no. He's not never hit that height. But you also use the term face of the game. He was the, the face problem, of baseball. The problem, the difference is when they brought A Rod over here, Jeter was already established as our guy. And when they would have brought Bryce Harper here, dude, there's no argue. Honestly, uh, there's no argument you can make to make me think anything other than this was just a colossal fuck up. On the I'm not point. saying it wasn't. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'd sacrifice any of that because I, and still... I honestly don't think that it has any effect on Aaron judge other than probably makes him better because he doesn't have a, a fucking litany of bums standing behind him. And it would actually have somebody that pitchers would be fearful of throwing to. I hold on. Let me try to articulate real quick. I know we don't have, you know, we want to get to other shit. What I'm trying to say is the way we love Aaron judge, I feel would be different. He wasn't established as much to us at the time where all of a sudden we're sharing that kind of like, I don't know, he had 2017 and it, yeah, and, but like who's our guys. Okay. But homegrown it, Yankees always have a little bit extra than yeah, but guys. Like after that one, all I'm saying is I don't know if I'd feel as much of a connection to Aaron judge. If they brought, brought by Bryce Harper here next year and he did that, that'd be different. Okay. Maybe you wouldn't love Aaron judge as much, but I'm, would you love I the would fucking, take it? Would, would, would you love the, it. okay. Instead Fast. of loving Aaron Judge at 100, you love him at 80, but we have Bryce Harper and possibly 100%. a fucking World Series right now. Uh, we we probably would have a World Series. I would I would sacrifice all of that. I don't care how much I love a player. My point is, at least you can, if you want to try and find one good thing about it, at least it gave us time to see all these fucking losers while one guy clearly was brighter than the rest. Uh, that's that's a re. I'm sorry, dude. That's a total reach I, right how, there. But but hold on. What more can you do at this point? There's no logical mean? argument. There's trying no to other. come up because we got to see Aaron Judge is like so. That's your silver lining in the Christian. In the you sky want me to here. root for this team, right? You want me to root for this team? You should do anything. If you're done, you're done. Just say you 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 said. If you that, want so. me to root for this team, I have to come up with the most logical explanation as to why we can at least be happy uh, or at least find a silver lining. Okay, so nobody nobody sits here and tries to rationalize, even if I disagree with this team more than I do, right? There's there's no rationalizing this, no matter what. Then why, do you root for, then why do you still root for the team that employs the guy who can do something so dumb? Because there's no rationalization with, the, with, your, with a love for a team. It's just ingrained in you. So that's it. I, I never said that I, there's any logic behind me rooting for this team right now. But I'm just also saying I cannot rationalize with Tim not even picking up the phone. And, I wasn't and, making a rationalization about that. I was trying to give you something to at least hang your hat on. I'm not hanging hey, my least, hat on the hey, fact. Oh, Aaron Judge is my Judge. favorite. Uh, Aaron Judge is my favorite player because no one else has even been fucking remotely as good as him. I, I would rather have a competition between Bryce Harper and Aaron Judge for my love. Maybe maybe we're sitting here multiple World Series by now. Maybe. I, I'm just, I'm sorry, dude. I will, I, when him and Machado were free agents at the same time, you can go back. We were on the air, okay? The episodes exist, and I said it. And, yeah, Machado would be great, but Harper is the guy. Harper is, was made to be a New York Yankee. There was not the, the Yankees haven't had a bigger slam dunk in their history, and they just they completely missed on it. 
Um, you could say that Garrett Cole was as big of a slam dunk, and they 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 pulled that off. But dude, I mean, this team has been searching for years now for for not only offense but left-handed power. And this guy wanted to be a Yankee, and you didn't even pick up the phone. That's what I can't get over. If the Yankees went out there, made an offer, and he said, you know what, I, I, I want to be a Yankee, but it's, it's a business at the end of the day. Philly's offer is stronger. I'm going. I'd be like, all right. At least they talked to the fucking guy. They didn't even talk to him. They didn't even try to get creative. It was just like, oh, whoa, look, Shane Robinson's on our fucking 40. Remember? Man, we can't, can't even talk to Bryce Harper. Remember, we got the same excuses for back-to-back years, too, because you had the Machado Harper. And then the next year, and I know, granted, this ended up being something we're, you know, down the road not going to complain about, but wasn't it Patrick Corbin was the next year and the Yankees passed on him as well? Yeah, but we also said at the same time it might not have been – it was only because he was the sexiest name out there at the time. It wasn't maybe we were in love with him. Yeah, but it was still the whole – the same narrative they were throwing out. Okay, could you imagine right now we're sitting here and the Yankees pulled the same bullshit with Garrett Cole? Like, I, I don't, I don't know what I would do, man. Like, if they, if they, if they walked away from a from a contract with Garrett Cole, like if they really got cold feet over that. Well, let me ask you guys this: If you can go back in time, knowing what both guys have done and how much you love Garrett Cole, but if you can wave a magic wand and and go back and take Bryce Harper but give up Cole, do you do it? Say that I, I can't give you an answer on that. I don't know. I will. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. And that's tough for me to even not for me to not come out here flat out and say no. Just means how much and how much I want fucking Bryce Harper on this team. I I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. But I can't un- unequivocally say no. I wouldn't. So you love Garrett Cole so much that you can't even give an explicit no for a guy who's not on this team. Imagine how you would have felt how arbitrary your feelings would be about judge at this point. If Bryce Harper was here, I'm glad you cut out there said, I don't care about what my feelings would be for Aaron judge. If Bryce Harper was here. I know. I know, dude, I get it. I'm on your team. I'm on your side here. Trust me. Out of like, and then somebody and somebody pointed this out to me and it was like, well, Bryce Harper's dirty and he already switched positions. He had fucking Tommy John surgery, you mopes. And he was the fastest player ever to come back from Tommy John surgery. He's 30 years old. What do you think his career's over because he had Tommy John surgery? I wish Brian Cashman had a fucking crystal ball and he knew that Bryce Harper was going to have Tommy John surgery. He probably would have got him. Oh, my God. He probably would have fucking pulled down his pants for him. Wow. I'm sorry, and there was a lot of people in, in the comments of, of my tweet, like, oh, obviously, when you get a tweet to blow up like that, and it's a, it's a people, a lot of people are agreeing with you, but there's also because it reaches so many more people when it goes viral like that of people with dissenting opinions, and I'm like saying to myself, like, how can you sit there and actually try to rationalize it, it, it being good in any way that he's not on this team right now? Nothing positive has come out about Bryce Harper not being a New York Yankees. Nothing positive has happened to the Yankees since Bryce Harper didn't come, since Bryce Harper uh, signed with another team. Brian Cashman has just, has just been a poor general manager. 
The team is getting further away from winning the World Series every year. Wouldn't it be nice to have another guy that we well, could I, rely on in this lineup? I said it to you last last night or the other day. Like Cashman's whole thing was, you know, Bryce Harper didn't, doesn't fit with our future plans. He's right. Because Bryce Harper's future plans were to be on a championship team and and yours aren't. Your yours aren't being in, in October. I got clearly. Yankee. I get Yankee fans in the comments being like, well, what does Bryce Harper want? Uh, a fucking pennant? Wouldn't you love to have, be in the fucking World Series right now? Wouldn't you love to even... But hold on. To be able to, that's not to be even in, a real argument. Bryce Harper would have come here in a second. And we're talking about one player being added to a team versus a team that needed one player added to possibly be one of the best in baseball. It's not even comparable what has Bryce Harper done. What if Bryce Harper was traded to the Pirates? Would we still have that argument? No, because it's not his in his power. Have you watched Bryce Harper in the postseason in the last two years? Yes. I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't you love to have that guy taking at bats for the Yankees in October? Dude. I said this to you guys. I texted you guys this earlier. I love Aaron Judge. I really do. But has he had he's had some good series he's had some bad series he has not carried it'd be fair he's not he has not carried the yankees in the postseason the way he's carried them in the regular season be fair that'd be fair yeah for sure bryce harper fucking puts the phillies on his back every year every year he, they go to the postseason he puts them on his back they go as far as he takes them Wouldn't it help Aaron Judge to, to 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 have another guy in the lineup that they have to pitch to? I mean, oh my yeah, because look what he does when they don't. I had sixty-two home runs last year, and he had, and <laughs> and they had and they nobody. Could, they could have probably intentionally walked him every at bat. The mate, it really is amazing. Like, all right, I know that it's you know, people are like it's never going to happen. Get over it. I get it. He's never coming here. And that ship has sailed. It's so far gone, you can't even see it anymore. We, I get it. But I don't know how this this should bother everybody. This should bother every Yankee fan. Not even the – it could be player – it could be fucking Joe Schmo. It doesn't have to be Bryce Harper. But the Yankees are just so horribly mismanaged. They've let a generational talent that didn't even hit his physical prime that wanted to play for you, that's getting paid $26 million a year, go to another team without even a phone call. That should your, bother that's you. That's your New York Yankees. That should bother you as a fan, as somebody that roots for this team, lives and dies with this team, everything, everything that goes with being a diehard Yankee fan. If that doesn't fucking make you sick to your stomach then i don't know then 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 you are the you are the perfect yankee fan because they'll they can gaslight the fuck yep. out of you everything that they say is just fucking hunky dory if that doesn't bother you correct probably cheering because hal steinbrenner yesterday said that they're going to build a new clubhouse for the team well congratulations can I, get, can I get another superstar in here please Team needs a team. The team needs somebody to help Aaron Judge in this lineup. Can we? Can, and and I, and I said this, and it's it's crazy to think about it because in the real world, the clubhouse probably does need some upgrades because it's 
You know that that fucking stadium is going into its 16th year next year? That's crazy, man. The team won 82 games and was out of the fucking race for two months. Nobody gives a flying fuck about upgrades to the clubhouse. We need upgrades to the guys in the fucking clubhouse. That's what we need upgrades to. We don't need a fucking sleep room. I, I don't give a fuck if they slow fucking sleep on a fucking park bench. For Christ's sake, get me somebody in there that can fucking hit in October. Get me somebody in there that can play 150 games every fucking year. Jesus Christ almighty. You feel better? I, I don't feel better. I'm, I'm mad now. Thank you for ruining my mood. How many polls we got tonight? We got, uh, I believe it was eight. I think SGR is oh. just going to give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down for his vote. It, yeah, how's my trunking doing? Like, I don't know what's going on. It's a little on, better right? now, I think. I closed out a lot of tabs. I had a lot of tabs. Are you? Open. Are you? See, we turned off the my tabs. TV. Oh, it's much better open, now. I just think. Hoping. Praying. You're better now. Out there, are you still tab horn? Yeah, yeah man, must I, be. Dude. It's a it's a problem that I haven't been able to really fix, and it's honestly it's only gotten worse. A lot of tabs. Uh, so, uh, just real quick, Hal Steinbrenner said there was uh, some meeting. Who cares? I, honestly, yeah. changes. He's like, changes may come, they may not come. Okay. And I said last week, I'm going to give you the off season. I really am. I'm going to give you until the fucking Yankees hit. Fucking, uh, I'm cursing a lot because I'm just wound up right now. So if you don't like it, too bad. Until they hit uh, Tampa in February, I'm going to. You have all winter. You have all winter, Hal. Show me something. Prove to me, prove to me that you can do it. If not, then I'm gonna, like I said last week, then I'm just never gonna have hope that you're ever gonna do the right thing. You, you'll just, you'll just fucking throw some breadcrumbs out to shut us up every once in a while. Uh, this I'm is a big. I'm already there, but this is a this is I'm a big glad off. You still have hope. This is this is a big off season for House Steinbrenner. Talk the big game, bro. But you gotta fucking back that shit up now, my guy. You gotta back that shit up now. You want to keep your cuck puppet and Brian Cashman in place? Go right ahead, dude. But you better fucking take control of shit and make sure this team is on the field, ready to go March 30th or 20, whatever it is that they're that the season that this is this team has no question marks surrounding it. That's your job now. Mm. Your job, Hal. Okay. Okay. Get into this, bro. This is what everybody's here for. It's keep them, dump them week one. Okay. Uh, last week or two weeks, whenever we announced that we were doing this, I said that we we're going to do 20 polls. And I looked at the roster and I'm like, I can't really get to 20. Like, even though we were including Cashman and Boone in this, it's like, I can't really get to 20 without getting into the weeds of the relief pitchers. I'm like, I don't know about you guys. I just don't care. I just, yeah. I've, we don't have like a – I know Clay Holmes is a closer, but it's not like when Chapman was here and you can have a realistic debate about Chapman, you know. Right. And Holmes is under contract, so it's like what's the – what's the you know, I get it. Like you're supposed to take all these things in a vacuum, keep them, dump them, but it's like what's the point of sitting here and spending time talking about Clay Holmes? Like so I got uh, 16 names together, 15 players. We already did Boone last week. So there's 17 in total. So we're doing eight this week, eight next week. Uh, we are doing one relief pitcher because uh, we're, we're going to do him next week because he's been a mainstay of this bullpen for a few years, and he's a free agent. So there's a couple of things I do want to discuss about him. So we'll, if you can figure out who it is, we'll, you know, 
that'll be a spoiler for next week. But we have eight names on the docket tonight. Let's pull the polls up here and get and get started here. Okay. You're, the players you chose are really good. I on on most of them when I voted, I actually had to think about it. And I was shocked with some of my answers. All right, so first up here, and we've had plenty of discussion about this guy. It's uh, Glaber Torres. The fans voted 65% to keep Glaber Torres. Uh, we'll start with Ryan. Ryan, what do you want to say? What, do you, what are your thoughts on Glaber Torres here? Keep. I'm not, I, I really, I'm not sure how my connection's doing. Yeah, so yeah. It, we got you. Chunking, but I'm keep, I'm keeping him. I think that he could be someone that is a nice leading presence for this young talent coming up. He's someone that could um, really help them kind of acclimate to the major leagues. And that's something that they could really benefit from. Uh, so I'm keeping Glaber. Yeah, I was this all, I was all for trading Glaber at the right time. Um, I think that ship has sailed. I think that the Yankees have further proven since I felt that way, that they just don't know how to handle young talent. Um, and at this point, I'm not just looking for consistency, um, out of the players. I'm looking for more consistency from the front office in a sense of, I can't guarantee that whoever they'd end up putting there would work out anyway. And if Glaber Torres can prove to me again next year that he's someone who, who can be reliable now. And even if he's not the talent that we thought he was, he can still be that guy that you can rely on to be out there every day. I'm taking it. So I'm actually, I'm a keep for Glaber too. Everybody loves Glaber Torres now. It's just um, that it doesn't make sense anymore to in no, my I opinion. think it I honestly think it makes plenty of sense to trade him. But for but but who are you putting there? Again, it doesn't matter who we're putting there. It's what it, it's the vacuum of Yeah, but the what, vacuum what you, is also the position. Like I'm not saying who you're trading for him or whatever. What I'm saying is Glaber Torres has proven to be to me one of the more reliable guys now. Okay, but here's also the point that everybody, a lot of people are making. You can't trade your second best player. He's not supposed to be the team's fucking second best player. His numbers don't warrant him being the second best player. I and here comes Elgato. Elgato. I just I noticed the camera blinks before it comes up now. Yeah, and you freeze. So and when we did Knights of the Roundtable a, a week or so ago, and Mario was uh, on the panel, he said that his. On a properly, and I agree with him 100%, when he, on a properly built roster, he's your six or seven hitter. Yes. And the Yankees, what has he been hitting? Third? Been yeah. hit third most of the year? Yeah, okay. because the guys who are making this roster don't know how to build it properly, so I don't even want to risk him going at this point. Okay, so... Glaber Torres, for people that are saying he's your second best player, stop with that. It's nonsense. He might be the team's second best player, but it's not a reason to keep him. My biggest thing with Glaber Torres, and I said this a hundred times, is the Yankees need to shit or get off the pot. If you're not trading him, then extend him. Then you keep him here long term. Okay? Uh, I would much rather the Yankees hand this guy a contract and he's locked up through his prime. Then, then him hit free agency at the end of the year. 
because we all know how that turns out for the Yankees. Either they're going to overpay for him or they're going or he's going to walk away for nothing. Okay. I think even though last, even though this past season, I think we've seen a sense of maturity out of Glaber Torres. He still had his plenty of space cadet moments, right? Especially in the field. He still had plenty of those type of moments. But I think at the plate, I think Glaber really matured as a hitter last year. Yeah. Okay. Can he be that guy? 800 OPS. Is that the floor now? Can we can we count on him to be maybe 850-ish? You know, hit 30, you know, hit 30 home runs, be that guy, hit 270. It's hard to walk away from that, especially on a team that doesn't have any offense. But I don't trust this team to 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 do what is is necessary, and that's lock him up long term. So I would dump him, and I would dump him because he because the Yankees have young infield talent and coming off the year that he had, he is still very valuable to a contender that what it's obviously it's going to take the right trade. It's going to take Brian Cashman doing, doing his job correctly. But for me, and it's not because I think labor tours is a bad player. I know a lot of people think when I rip on, when I say these things about labor, because I think he sucks. I don't, I think that because of his contract situation, and because of how valuable he was to this team last year at the plate, I think this is a prime time to trade him if you're not going to extend him. And I think that there's other ways the Yankees can spend the money in handing out these long-term contracts that will greatly improve the team than bringing back, than giving one to Glaber Torres. So I dump Glaber Torres. Wow. Fair enough. And to read a comment here, it's just – uh, Anthony C says on a good team, I would trade on this team. You can't trade away your second best player. Well, that's not a reason. Again, it's not a reason to keep them because so I always used it. And I'm, so, I'm sorry if I offend anybody. I always use this term. It's like being the tallest midget in the circus. You're still coming up short. Okay. You're st- <laughs> it, that's what it is. That's what Glaber Torres is on this team. It, just because if you're, if you're a second best player on the Yankees, it doesn't mean that you, you're still the, the fourth or fifth best option on a on a good team. So yeah, I would move on from him, and I would try to recoup some talent in other areas that uh, I I need that I have holes in because we all know this team has plenty of uh, deficiencies. All right, next. Okay, hold on. Let's get to the super chat first, Chris. You have that okay. pulled up? I don't know. All right, so I'll try to read it. It's from You're Jeff. clear right now. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Jeff J. Torres needs to go. He's an airhead. He makes boneheaded plays, miscues on the bases. No one's instructing him on focus, accountability. Watching him makes me physically angry. Trade him now. Wow. You're very clear now, by the way. You're not choppy okay. at all. All right, so I'll just I'll stay here. I'll stay all right on board. I'll, uh, I'll let you know. All right, yeah, all just right. text me or something. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up here is IKF. The fans voted sixty six percent to dump IKF. Chris, we'll start with you. Um, I was, I was a definite dump on IKF. Yeah, I. There's a couple guys that you're gonna read off, and I'm gonna vote dump. And it's not necessarily a dump because I don't think they could be valuable, or a dump because I don't think they did their job. It's more of like we're back to the point we were a few years ago where it's like, okay, we need something new. We need something fresh. It was almost how we felt about Brett Gardner where we freaking love the guy, plays hard. But it was like, it was like, okay, we just, 
I know he wants to play again, but like, and I know he's a, he's a leader in the clubhouse, but like, you just need something new. I'm, I'm like that with IKF in a sense of if I'm, if I think you're an expendable guy and I know people can make the argument that, you know, he's not as expendable as I might make him sound because he, he really took the ball and, and did whatever he had to for this team, which was fantastic. But like, he's not an, he's, he's not moving the needle. And for me, it's, I need more guys that move the needle before I can care to keep an IKF at this point. So it's a dumb. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I'll just make this pretty simple here dump okay and here's the reason why and i respect the hell out of ikf for what he did this year okay he got booted off a shortstop deservedly so because he didn't his, his play didn't warrant that but got booted off a shortstop did anything and everything the yankees asked him to do didn't complain or bitch about it one time so i got a lot of respect for him okay but it's a dump because a i need every last fucking facet morsel grain fucking piece of sand of this atrocity of the wash Donaldson tr uh, trade out of my life. Yeah. Okay. And unfortunately mm. he is lumped into that. Okay. So he's got to go. I don't need him being brought back as the Yankees, another security blanket for Aaron Boone and the Yankees to just cover holes. Okay. So, I mean, on, on a, on a different team and in a, in a different era, IKF would be a perfect guy to have on your bench uh, for for the Yankees, but not this team. Dump. Yeah, I'm, it's a triple dump here because I also am going to dump IKF. Pretty much because of the mindset that he had this year, he was he was willing and accepted his role and did a great job at that. I loved how he was with the media this year. That was awesome. It just I feel like he's not going to want that this year. I think he's going to really want a chance to crack a, a starting lineup, and that's not going to be with the Yankees. So there's that mindset's going to be. I think uh, I'm assuming it's going to be a little different for IKF that he's going to want to really maybe you know be a be in a in a starting lineup. So. It, it, that role isn't there anymore for him. So bye bye. What did the bye. fans? What did the fans vote, Christian? Sixty six percent dump. Oh, okay. All right. All right so we'll uh, we'll read one comment here, okay, and uh, we'll go to Mustache Griffey. Okay, well, great handle. Yeah. The dump for sure. Don't need to pay a utility guy that much money when we just mm. have Cabrera fill his role. Which is true, which was kind of disappointing to see uh, Oswald Cabrera struggle so much at the plate last year because you were hoping he could be a guy that could, you know, hit 250, 260, hit 10, 15 home runs and be that utility guy, which, I mean, he did come on towards the end of the season. So hopefully he can carry that in and, and be that guy making, you know, you want to try to save money somewhere for some bigger signings, you know, Oswald Cabrera at what, 750 grand for. IKF, who you know last year made six million, so mm -hmm. makes a ton of sense there. All right, next up here, son of a bitch, going back there. He uh, lost the pulse. Lost oh, you, pulse. Oh, I, th I thought we were just. I thought I was. I was getting disconnected or something. Oh no, 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 it's me. All right, next up here, uh, Nestor Cortez. Okay. The fans voted 77% to keep Nestor Cortez. I'll start with Nesta. Okay. Nesta, goodbye. Okay. Nestor Cortez. All right. And here's the reason why. Number one, 
he can't he, he's not proven that he's reliable and in the sense that he has not proven that he can give the Yankees even 150 to 160 innings okay got to get rid of unreliable players okay and at the end of going into this season I felt really strongly about Nestor Cortez as being one of these guys but I think I don't know, man. I don't know if he can now that he's been out so long with the injury. I don't know if he can come back and and be that guy that we've seen the previous two years. He's never and he's not a guy that gives a lot of innings. The I, I just uh, I know it's a cheap option with a high. You know, we've seen the high upside, but I'm walking away from it if it's up to me. Dump. Man, as of as of today, I would say keep. If they decide to make more moves in the offseason for a pitcher, then I would dump him. But you can never have enough starting pitching. You saw that this year, guys going down left and right. We thought they had an, an, uh, an overabundance of pitchers, and that didn't end up being the case. So I'm keeping him just because he's an arm. And I'm not really going to look at his year this year and the, and the, toward the end of last season as well, where he just kind of maybe was pitching a little injured. He was pitching with something to prove and didn't want to maybe be upfront about those injuries. If that was the case, I, I just, I'm keeping him because he's an arm and he's a cheap arm and he's shown that he has success at Yankees uh, for the Yankees. So I'm keeping, keeping Nestor. I could have voted either way. I was pretty split on this. But I had so I had to go with my gut instinct, what I felt immediately, and that was the dump. I I think the only way I can justify it is again injure in, the injury, and I anyone questionable to me, and if I can rely on them at this point in time, mm. whether it's fair or not, and this point in time. You, if I'm on the fence with you, it's going to push you towards the dump. So it's a dump for me. Oh, this is a keep uh, response from uh, Joey Kobani. Okay. Kobani Gold. He says, keep him has great potential and is under control, which is, I mean, the control is like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, that's the biggest yes or check mark in, in keeping him is that he's under control. He's not going to make a ton of money, but. I don't know. He pitched 150 something innings last year and then he came back hurt. So like did the workload hurt him or is he just like, he's never, that's the only year that he's pitched more than 90 innings in, in, in a season. Right. And that's the question mark for me. That's oh. where it pushed me to, to the other side. All right. Next up here, uh, sticking with the rotation is clock Schmidt. Okay. The fan, do you, would you have ever thought this going no. into May? No. Would you ever thought this was going into May? The no. fans voted 80% to keep Clark Schmidt. Okay, Ryan, we'll start with you. Yeah, keep keep him under control for a little bit. Had a great year. He showed that he could pitch here. I'm keeping him and, you know, hoping that there's a little competition for that back end of the rotation this year and they all stay healthy. And then there's a spot that they're fighting for. So, But Clark Schmidt deserves a, a crack at this rotation again next year, and I, I'm keeping him. Yeah, Uh yeah, I mean, when the Yankees traded away um, the Rangers' ace, who threw seven <laughs> innings and gave up no earned runs last week, um, when they traded him for a guy who's no longer here, um, and 
you really looked back on what Montgomery was when he was here. It was nice having a reliable arm like that at the back end of this rotation. And Clark Schmidt, I think, pitched enough games and did it consistently enough where we can be confident that he's that reliable arm. It was an easy keep for me, and I'm shocked. I was shocked. No ability like reliability. That's it. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're talking about guys that take the ball every five days. There's only There was only two of them on the Yankees last year. We know who one is, and Clark Schmidt's the other guy. Um, I debated with that. I honestly, I wrestled with this one a little bit uh, because did we see Clark Schmidt's ceiling or did we see the beginning of Clark Schmidt ascending into being what the Yankees hope is, a, is a, you know, a good major league starter. Fair question, but I'll, I'll counter it with another question. If that is his ceiling, are, aren't you, Still cool with that being what yes, he does. But this is keep him, dump him. Do you dump him because that's the ceiling? Trade him while he's hot. That's what I I'm struck. I don't that's, think I don't think he's hot enough for it to I, for that oh, to make sense. I think he showed enough that you could trade him off the season now and get something that you might want in return. I do think he was good. You don't think he was good enough that the Yankees could make a move on with him? I think they can make a move. Nothing that's going to, again, move the needle. I'm moving the needle himself, though. Yeah, but it's nice having that reliability at the back I, end. Of the- I'm, okay, well, I'm not debating. I'm saying what's, this is what keep him, dump him is, is it not? I just don't think. I think your art, I see where your argument's going. I think he would have to do this another year at least for his value to be where I'd be like, okay. I'm willing to see what I get for him. So if you think, I'm not saying you, if you think that this is the best that we're going to, of Clark Schmidt, this is who he is. It's not going to get any better than this. I think the Yankees, if the Yankees internally think that, I think they should trade him. Me personally. Go ahead. I have a boner for reliability right now, dude. So glad that you added another fucking word after that, because if you have a boner for reliability right now, man. And he, and and he was a guy who was good and reliable. Uh, you can't get me to dump him right now. Um, listen, listen, buddy. I'm not dumping him either. I'm saying I wrestled with this okay. one. Okay. I'm ultimately keeping Clark Schmidt. I liked what I saw out of Clark Schmidt towards the end of the season. Did he? He went on that incredible string there of of uh, allowing three earned runs or less. The Yankees, once they realized that they weren't going into the, I fucking hate this goddamn thing. Those of you listen to Apple Podcasts, it's Elgato. Ooh, my camera yeah, goes out. I love Elgato. Okay. Um, when, I, okay when the Yankees realized they were out of it, they I brought up the time that I went to the, 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 the Detroit game in early September. The Yankees' sole focus of that game was not even winning. It was getting him extended, working him out of trouble in the seventh inning. I think there's more. I really think even if even if this is what Clark Schmidt is, which is a which is per, great, it's perfect for a fifth starter. I think there's more in there. I really do. I really think there's. I'm not saying he's going to be an ace. I'm not even going to say he's going. If you're if you're starting a postseason series, it's going to be Cole and then Clark. I'm saying I think there's a little bit more in there, and I and I like this, and I would like to see it at, here. So I'm ultimately I'm keeping Clark Schmidt. Wow. Uh, 
Yeah, honestly, that's what I said. When going into May, and we all we all lost our shit about Clark Schmidt. That were the fans and all Clark three Schmidt. of us. Are, we lost our Schmidt. Yeah, uh, Mustache Griffey again. He says, "Hey, Schmidt happens. Keep him." <laughs> wow. He says, "Keep him and keep him in the fifth spot." Yeah, that's it. He should be your fifth starter. Um, we're not saying he should be your number two like he was this year, but keep him and put him in the fifth spot, and that is a great number five. All right, next up here is DJ DJ LeMayu. The fans said 61% to keep DJ LeMayu. Chris, we'll start with you. I was shocked. Yeah. I really too. was. Um no one be, has did you think it would be closer or that they would have went dumb? I thought it would be closer. I really did. I thought it would be both in the 50s. Um I gotta be honest. Well, no one... can't, I mean, it can't both be in the 50s and it would be 50 50. What do you mean? Right. Yeah, because it's a then it's both percentages. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Closer to, to 50, 50, 50, 50 40s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have loved and defended DJ every time SGR voted against uh, Fred's predictions. I told him he was nuts. When DJ had a shit year, I said he'll be back. This last year was the exception. I know he ended up having a, a really good second half compared to what we've gotten out of him. But again, he just falls on that reliability meter for me right now. Um, DJ has not only been unreliable, in my opinion, he hasn't been the guy that we need him to be overall in the last couple seasons for me shockingly it was a dump it's a dump Brian before you jump in there he played 136 games this year which is I gotta say it's kind of it's one of, he makes him one of the more reliable Yankees but still on a little bit of a low side I, I like I want to see I want to see everybody in the starting lineup be between 145 to and 150. be fair though a lot of that wasn't his doing right other than his play it wasn't like he was I know he was injured for a little bit but a lot of it was he he didn't get as much playing time once right not necessarily no because Rizzo Rizzo uh was gone so he played every day down the stretch pretty much yeah yeah i guess you're right ryan what's your you, you're you're the uh you're the dj yeah. may you haters club president here so sure um <laughs> look i i was hesitant with keeping glaber torres for one reason only and that's because he's a right right-handed hitter so if you're going to – and if I'm saying I'm keeping Torres, then I have to get rid of any expendable right-handed hitter in this lineup, and DJ LeMahieu is expendable, and they can maybe even get something for him right now. I need to get rid of the right-handed hitters in this lineup, as many as I can. So let's keep Glaber. He's a nice righty compliment, but I everybody else pretty much except for a handful because if you keep LeMahieu, then th there it is. It's six of or seven guys in your starting lineup – that are right-handed. So get rid of LeMayu. They just they don't need that extra utility guy really from him. They have young players that should be playing upwards of 145 to 150 a game. That role just isn't there and he's he's just he's right-handed. Dump. Yeah, I mean I I hate saying this cuz uh I, I I like DJ a lot, but it's a, it's a dump, man. Uh even though he came on in the second half, uh, 
like you said, reliability. I don't know if this guy's going to get hurt again, even even though he hit. I don't know, man. Just I'm never going to again. I'm not going to go back and say the Yankees shouldn't have resigned him because they, they absolutely should have. You couldn't let him. You could not have absolutely. let him walk after those two seasons walk. that he had. It juice ball. I mean, huh? I said I would have let so, him walk. All right, that's. I mean, that's your. That's fair to have an opinion like that. I. I mean, personally, I think it would have been a big outrage by the majority of the fan base if the Yankees let him go after those two seasons, especially mm-hmm. um, with the contract that he ended up signing. Uh, maybe it would have been a blessing in disguise if Toronto tried to blow him out of the water. But I mean, it is what it is at this point. I can't go back in time and say I wouldn't have done something that I was in favor of just because it's not working out. I said it all the time, but right now, I mean. It, I think DJ is closer to being washed than he is being the all-star batting champion that he was two years ago. Absolutely. Is that fair to say? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, and because of the injuries and, uh, and all that, I, I, it's a, it's a dump for me. Uh, saying it about there's, there's guys that, that I'm going to dump that I'm just going to hate saying it about. And he's, he's definitely one of them, yeah. but. So Seawee's revenge here says, I don't think he'll ever back close to 280 again, let alone 320. I'm dumping him to get the youth movement going. I mean, it's fair. Yeah, that's a good point. Here, by the way, he finished with two. I mean, Jesus, dude, he hit 243 this year. And that was, and that's Pat, that's like because he turned it on a little bit there. I mean, look if, at these numbers, right? 718 OPS. The OPS plus was 96. That's below league average. And I mean, that's what a really strong second half. That's who he was. Yeah. So a lot of those, a lot of those ones were t- tough for me. The The final three were probably the easiest votes I've had in the history of keep them, dump them. I mean, we're down to three here. Uh, the next guy up is here is Anthony Volpe. I mean, I'm, I'm, Glad that it, this was such a landslide. Ninety-two percent to keep him, and it's not even so much like that. I, I, I guess my thought process behind this was: Do you think that he's the guy? Do you think that he's the franchise's shortstop for the next ten years? That's my. That was kind of my thought process by putting Anthony Volpe up here. So we'll start. Uh, Chris, you want to start? You seem like you're ready to say something. Yeah, no, I I think that is the question you had to ask yourself, and I think, um, it's a it was an easy yes for me. I I see. You see a kid, who, came into the situation he came into. The Yankees admittedly knew he wasn't ready. They're letting him finish his development up here, which, you know, isn't easy nowadays in baseball. I think he did better than his numbers show. And I think he still has a long way to go, but I think he will get there because he's got a good, strong head on his shoulders. Most importantly, he played almost every single game, probably could have played every game if if they didn't bench him for no reason. Um, I, I, I It was an easy keep for me, and I obviously for most people. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I don't know if I'm I would say I'm ready to call him the Yankee shortstop for the next 10 years. I, I wouldn't go that far, but I am willing to kind of say he's earned another year to you know answer that question. He he 
played a lot of games this year. He he started to progress as the year went on. It wasn't a downward spiral. He was going up as the year progressed. He handles himself well with the media. He's played played a decent shortstop with room for improvement, but I think he just he he did enough this year that, you know, that's that, that cannot be an easy you know, position to end up playing and become like your first, you know, experience in the bigs as being the shortstop for the New York Yankees. And I thought he handled himself very well. He he held himself accountable. He talked to the media, you know, he was open and, you know, honest with them. And he just, he's earned another year for, for them to keep, keep trying this uh, experiment. Keep. I obviously it's a keep for me. I, uh, I, I, there's obvious things that he needs to work on, uh, but I I want to read some numbers off that that are good numbers, right? Because you know people are looking at him and it's a very checkered season that he had. Okay, 159 games. You love that, right? They played every day. Um, 21 home runs, 60 RBIs, uh, 24 stolen bases, and I'm sick and tired of people that want to downplay him by saying, oh, 2020 seasons aren't that, uh, aren't that impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah they, they are. They are, okay, because the Yankees don't have anybody <laughs> that does that. So to have a player do that is impressive on this team. Um, here Now, here's, what you, here's another thing that you'll like. 80-point separation from the batting average mm-hmm. to the on-base percentage, which is always good to see. I mean, it's not when you look at the on basis 283 because he hit fucking 209. It it's not. I mean, it, it's not sexy, but you always like to see that big separation between the on base percentage and the batting average. Which you can even argue before he went into that really bad slide before the chicken parm, it was it was even on on a path to be higher than that because he was getting on base a lot. Uh, bare. Uh, even when he was struggling in the beginning, he was still getting on base a lot, and then everything stopped. And the chicken palm did wear off there towards the last four or five weeks of the season. There, you saw him struggling again and again. I don't know if that's a rookie wall. The guy has never played this much baseball in his life. The rookie wall is a real thing. I don't. Care. He's twenty-one years old. I don't give a shit that he's twenty-one years old. Do something that you've never done before physically in your life, and tell me that it doesn't wear on you. If you go from working 20 hours a week and then you start having to work 40 hours a week, you're going to be fucking tired. That's a big difference. But this kid has never played 160 games in a season. Facing major league pitching, it's going to wear on you. I bet you he's physically exhausted at this point. Now he's gotten out of the way. Now he can come back next year. He's past that marker right there, right? But here again, there's some scary numbers here with Anthony Volpe. OPS is the devil's... No, it's it's a devil's number, dude. It's it's six six six. That's not that's not good. That's really bad. The OPS plus. Now remember, OPS plus takes the ballpark advantage. It's on everything is on a level playing field. So ballpark adjusted all that shit, which I don't like that. But I like that there's a definite a definitive league average. That's why I like using OPS plus. Is a hundred is league average. He's eighty one. Mm-hmm. First in league average. That's not good. The strikeouts. 167 strikeouts in 159 games. I mean, it's not, I mean, there's guys that strike out way more than that, but that's not good either. This is not a guy that should be a high strikeout guy. 
things about Anthony Volpe, got to learn a two-strike approach. And I know you've been listening to the show the past couple of weeks when every time we bring up Anthony Volpe, it's the first thing that I say because it's the most important thing. This kid learns a two-strike approach. He's adding 40 to 50 points a minimum on his batting average that's, next year. And that's you a can low call, minimum. You it, can call me fucking crazy. I, that's fine. That's my opinion. He learns a two-strike approach. He's a 250 to 260 hitter at minimum next year. Christian, here's why you're right, and you're actually downplaying it. Not only think about the at-bats this kid had, and he wasn't a threat. He wasn't a threat to pitchers. So he learns a two-strike approach. Not only are so many of those situations turning into more hits um, or fewer swings and, and misses. Walks. Walks, right? Not only is that happening, but then if he becomes a threat, when he's got guys on, if this team can finally start putting something together and he's in a lineup that's doing things around him, Pitchers are going to be forced to throw him better pitchers at some at better pitches at some point too. If this is a guy who is deadly in a two-two count, I don't know, man. I think it could be more. I think it could be more than fifty points he adds to his batting average because he's just and he hit twenty-one home runs. What's up, man? And, and I I want to see how he is in the playoffs too because I I, just have a, I have a feeling that he is going to be a, a, his biggest comparison. I've said this before with Derek Jeter will be how he handles himself in the playoffs. There's just Agreed. something about how he plays. And there was only a handful of kind of big moments this year, but it did seem like in a lot of those moments, Anthony Volpe was able to slow the game down and, and come through a lot of, a lot of times I'd say he had some of the most clutch hits this year out of anyone in that lineup. Wasn't that many of them, but I, I, I liked what I saw there and I want to see more of it in October. Yeah, I don't think the moment will be too big for Anthony Volpe if uh, if he's yep. lucky enough to get there uh, yeah. next year. Um, here's another thing I want to see out of him. I want to see more stolen bases. Yeah. At the beginning of – yeah, I don't get it, dude. Yeah, At the beginning of the year, he was super aggressive. He was stealing every – he was running every time he got on base, and then he just kind of stopped. If the Yankees told him to stop stealing bases, what are you, fucking dumb? That's a weapon. First of all, the rules are in place to steal bases now. The bigger bags, the limited pickoff attempts. Last thing, the last thing, I'm sorry, Ryan, let me get this out real quick. The last thing I want to see from Anthony Volpe is him be Brett Gardner. And what I mean by that is a guy that's fast that doesn't know how to steal bases. Because there's a difference between being fast and being a base stealer. This kid needs to be a ba- he needs to be a base stealer. Okay, so I want to see increase in stolen bases. I want this if if this is what Anthony Volpe does next year, I'm going to be extremely happy. Right, two fifty with the batting average. Okay, uh, three twenty on the on base percentage. I want to see seven uh, minimum seven fifty on the OPS. I want to see thirty five bags swiped. And a little bit increasing in the power, 25 home runs, 65 RBIs, which is kind of in the neighborhood. But I want to see a little bit of an increase over where he was this year. If he does that, then I'm going to feel really, really good about his future going forward. Yeah, and just to add to that stolen base point, he had 13 stolen bases on May 13th. That was 40. Yeah, it was like they told him 40 to games stop. into the season, 40 around there. And then, yeah, he, he ended with 24. So he only had 11. It was like they told point him. On. 
it was like they told him to stop after Judge got hurt mm. that they didn't want to risk him making more outs than this team could afford. And they could have, because they didn't score enough, did they not? Was that not their problem? Say that from the beginning again because you cut out. Well, they could have created runs by running. I mean, the they don't team think didn't... that way, though. Yeah, well, the Yankees there's... have never thought that way. Well, they're dumb, aren't they? They mitigate risk. Yeah. Smarter of... Yankees. Right. We got a base stealer. We're going to tell him not to fucking steal bases. Mustache Griffey again here says he needs to step it up, but he's going to be a main piece in the future. I mean, I think we're all in agreement on that. That we all we're, we're all hopeful for this kid's future, but he's got to improve upon what he did this year. Okay. Now you want to talk about what the fuck was that? Anyway, uh, you want to talk about uh, surprises. I'm not surprised by the end result. I'm surprised that it wasn't a bigger disparate uh, disparity here. The fans voted 65% to dump Frankie Montas. Can I? I, I want. I, I'd like to go first on this one, please. Oh. Okay. No. I don't give a flying fuck if he signs for $1 and then the money he stole from this fucking team this year, he uses it to, to buy fucking 40,000 chicken buckets every single night at Yankee Stadium and hands them out at the fucking turnstiles. No. I don't care that they were impressed by his rehab. No. I don't want to see any. I don't want to see Frankie Montas pitch for the fucking Yankees next year. This guy was an unmitigated disaster. Okay, he should not be back on this team. I don't care. Well, we could stash him. No, 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 no to Frankie Montas dump. And this is and you heard it. And I pointed this out two, three weeks ago. When when he when he came back in Scranton and then the Yankees the, the rumblings that he was going to pitch in Kansas City that the YPM was turning it was spinning that they said on the on on the on yes Jack Curry said it and when Jack Curry says it pay attention I could definitely see the Yankees giving Frankie Montas an incentive laden deal to come back next year no uh, okay a two syllable no that's how no. This is for me. Dump, dump, dump. Get him the fuck out of here. This guy was a complete waste, a disaster. I don't give a flying fuck if he becomes a Cy Young next year, somewhere else. Will. No, definitely no here. He cannot come right. back and be a fucking Yankee next year after the guy threw fucking three innings in the flat in the last 12 months. No. I'm this one was so easy for me. I'm not gonna give him any not going to give any energy or any explanation dump 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 them dump them and for that same kind of reason that point you guys were making before with ikf dumping ikf it's like you just want to rid yourself of that like i, I don't even want to think about this stink, guy man. you know just just get out of here just get out of here i know you'll be the next sunny gray somewhere else you'll have a resurgence somewhere else i've, mm -hmm. I'll, I've already accepted it but it's not going to happen here just go go away like it's a NY Yank, NH Yank fan says, from what I read, the brass was very impressed with his rehab. In addition to his communication skills with the younger pitchers, if Hal lowers payroll, which some have speculated, giving Montas one year at 10 million does seem extreme. So you're all over the place there, pal. But yeah, I thought he was saying one thing. Yeah, I mean, but no, all those things mean nothing to me. 
Oh, he, he had good communication skills. Great. What the fuck else was he was he doing? <laughs> he wasn't pitching. But you know they'll they'll end up they'll end up wanting him back because they don't Look, their egos are always gonna get in the way. Hundred and fucking, they're gonna bring him back to prove themselves right. A hundred percent. The Yankees may get outbid on somebody offering him more guarantees in a contract, but one hundred fucking percent they're going to be in contact with him and try to bring him back. He's part of their future plans. He fits. Yes. Won't call Bryce Harper back, but we'll fucking entertain bringing back Frankie Montas. Love it. Who threw how many innings this year? Two, did he even throw a second inning in that Kansas City game? Don't fucking care. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> I'm not even looking it up. All right. Last uh, last here this week is uh, Luis Severino. Um, 85% dump from the fans here. Ryan, we'll start with you. Yeah, dump eighty five. I'm a part of that at eighty five percent. I've I've really enjoyed watching Severino's career at, well until this year, but you know he's he's been a staple of this team for a while now. Uh, probably he is the longest tenured Yankee currently. Would you say? Uh, Higgy still is. Oh, Higgy, right? All right, but yeah. So, nah, it just it, it wasn't the year. It wasn't the year, and I could see him maybe getting a little something from maybe a smaller market team to be a top of a, a rotation guy. So they, I think they'd be outbid anyway, and I wouldn't be willing to give him much of anything. So it's just dump. Good yeah, luck though. Good luck. Uh-huh. It it blows my mind that Montas is in the sixties for a dump. And Severino, yeah. the guy who at least showed up this year, the guy who at least has a history here, the guy who, when he was healthy and on, was lights out, gets that high. I'm is not saying the, is he that should the, be that high, but is that the y, should be like 90. Is that the YPM effect? It could. It absolutely could be. Definitely. I, I mean, does it have... A twenty percent, twenty four percent swing in fans, probably. Um, seventy. F- before you finish that thought, if you're forced to take one on the team next year, Sevier or Montas, I'll go even further. Ooh. I'll go even further. I would rather sign Severino to a three year deal than Montas to a one. I think Frankie Montas. Oh, that's a great question. I'm not even kidding. I and I, and I liked. Montas. I didn't like the deal at the time because it wasn't the deal that they needed to make, but I, it wasn't because of Frankie Montas. I always thought he was a decent pitcher. My problem is we're talking about reliability, reliability, blah, blah, blah. If I had to give three years to Seve instead of one year to Montas, at least Seve has some type of history here. At least I know Seve wants to win. I'd prefer that. But Seve was an easy dump but a difficult one emotionally because I still, he's one of the very few guys. An emotional dump. It was an emotional dump. <laughs> I, I, it was strenuous, <laughs> but I've always, out. Out. I've always loved Sevy, man. As much as I wanted to hate him, even when he was hating on himself even when he was so frustrated and couldn't stay healthy, I fucking wanted that guy to be the guy more than anyone else that I can remember. I can't think of another guy in recent years that have that has let us down so bad that I continued to root for 
to to pick himself back up instead of just like being like, come on, get rid of this guy. Yeah, because you saw how good his stuff was. He was one of the like I wanted every time I wanted it to be like, all right, Sevy's finally back, man. I never got to the point where I was like, get him off this fucking team until this until the end of this year. It was just yeah, at that point with his contract and everything. See ya. Yeah, I mean, it's a, again, it's an emotional dump. You don't want to say it, but it's a dump, dude. It's an easy dump. Like, I can't sit here and make a case right. to bring Luis Severino back next year because what's going to happen? Let's say he's lights out. How many starts are you getting from him? Right. Yeah, you don't know. I have no clue. The you guy disappeared know. for two and a half years. Came back and gave the Yankees 40. What, for, did he even give the Yankees 40? No, he didn't. He pitched 19, 19 starts back-to-back years. I know, or 18 and then the one opener this year. But he, he appeared 38 games in the last two seasons when he was supposedly healthy. You know? Yeah. So, no, dude, it's time to move on, man. We And, again, maybe it works out for him somewhere else where he goes and he pitch, uh, makes 30 starts and throws through a 310 array and he looks like Seve again. But... Again, I can't take the I can't take that risk. I need reliable guys on this team going forward. Like I said, I've been been pretty adamant about this. I would rather you give me not I'm not going to say average, but good solid major league ball players that I know I can count on to be in the lineup every day over over like a high upside, but he's only going to make 19 starts. It's it's not worth it anymore because we've seen this is what this team has been the last 4 or 5 years. Oh, well, if this guy stays healthy, well, guess what? He doesn't. So let him be some, let somebody else take that risk. And if it works out for them, great. But I can't take the risk anymore with Luis Severino. I cannot do it. I want to read, uh, I want to read two comments here. Okay. Uh, first off, Footbase199 says, this is the easiest dump of my entire life. Wow. The easy. Easiest. Wait, pal. Wait till next week. I'm sure something will come along that's a little bit easier for you. And then Ghost of Yankees Pass said, um, keep him for one year, six or seven million dollars. Prove it. Uh, contract if he passes a physical. He'll pass a physical in the offseason. I mean, I don't think we don't think we have to worry about that, but what's going to happen come May? What's going to happen come June? Is Luis Severino? Let's is Luis Severino going to be? Let's say the Yankees make it to the postseason next year. If the, the Yankees, let's say the Yankees do that, they re-sign Luis Severino to a one-year prove-it deal. The Yankees are in the postseason. Is Luis Severino in the postseason rotation? Dude, this was the prove-it year. That's exactly. Yeah. I I got hundred percent agree could, with you. And you on couldn't that. even stay healthy to do it. And when you were healthy, you were you were. I'm sorry, garbage. And that's the biggest red flag for me right there. That's the biggest red flag for me with Luis Severino, where if you want to say you want to roll the fucking dice with Sevy next year and and say, ah, I think this is I think it this is really gonna be the year, guys, where he's gonna give us 30 starts. He fucking sucked this year. There was there was maybe what one game? Was it the Texas Ranger game where he there was went a couple, out there? But yeah, the Ranger game, I think. Where he went out there and he looked like Luis Severino. It was when he first it was when it, it was when he came back from his first injury. He was terrible this year. The ERA was what six, was it six plus? I believe it, it was. was more, yeah, wasn't it, it was. higher than that? Let's look it up real quick. All right. It was uh his ERA this year was six six five. Six six five. Almost six six six, like fucking Volpe's OPS. It's another thing about Volpe. Volpe was a three war player this year. 
with all those negative numbers. He wow. was still a three-war player. And what was Severino's war this year? Negative 1.5. See ya. The Yankees would have won two more games by throwing a fucking literal trash can on the mound than Luis Severino. I mean, it, what else can you say about the guy? And again, it's an emotional dump. Every I always say this. Uh, as Yankee fans, we always had a little special place in our heart for Luis Severino. And if he goes somewhere else, as long as he's not facing the Yankees, I'll root for him to, to have a career resurgence. Cannot take the risk on him anymore. Well, next week, uh, if you are if you're like looking down the roster, you can figure out who is still around that we're going to discuss, and, and you can is, follow us uh, to vote on Twitter. Yes, follow us at nyyst underscore podcast so you can uh, vote in all the polls. They'll probably start again on Sunday, and I think is when I started them this week. So. Once I get confirmation of when we'll we'll be live, I know uh, Pete's calling a lot of the games, uh, postseason games or game season. Once we get confirmation of when we'll be back next week, and then this way I can stagger the polls uh, accordingly. Uh, just, but if you follow us at nyyst underscore podcast, then you won't have to worry about missing any of the polls, right? All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, I had a lot of fun this episode. I really did. Yeah, great this is great. It was a good episode. Yelling about the stupidity of the Yankees and dumping and and theoretically dumping all their crap. Made me, it did really make me feel a lot better. I was in a good check mood. Check and check. Brought it down. And now because it was like a cathartic experience. Now I'm back to feeling pretty good. It's the, it's now I can the go watch. Now, now I can go watch Taylor Swift on Prime. On Prime right? Or you can watch Bryce Harper advance to the ALCS. What's the score? Uh, NLCS, uh, sorry. Two to one. Strider's pitching great. I think who do they have? Suarez or whatever his name is. The Phillies two, are winning. Two or, one Phillies. Or, yeah, who's winning? It's uh two to one Phillies. All right. Inning. Trey, Trey Turner, big home Need run. He's three for three tonight. You are no Susan Waldman, Chris. Your score updates. John, bottom of the six, two outs. All right. So let's wrap Better. this up here. Let everybody catch the end of the uh, NLDS here. Will the Phillies advance? All right. Who knows? But uh. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll be back next week. So again, follow us at nyyst underscore podcast for uh, date and time, and uh, to vote in all the polls. We want to thank everybody for their continued support of nyyst and nyy underground. We want to thank everybody for listening and watching episode three fifty four SGR. Go Yanks! Chris, say goodbye. Ooh. Can't make a promise, but I do my best. Twenty five sitting on twenty five racks. Just got started, no, we ain't done yet.